Hello and welcome to the Mindful in Minutes podcast, a guided meditations podcast brought to you by Yoga for You. I'm Kelly, and today I'll be leading you through your meditation. So go ahead and get comfortable, settle in, and enjoy your meditation practice. This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I'm so excited to be telling you about Athletic Greens on this podcast because I started using it on my own about a month ago and I'm truly obsessed. So I started taking AG1, like I said, about a month ago because I found that I was taking all these different supplements and to keep track of them was both exhausting and expensive. But to simplify everything, now I just give my body what it needs with one scoop of AG1 every day. And in this scoop, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day off right. And the blend does a lot of really amazing things for you, but I personally love the mental clarity, focus, and energy that I find I get when I start my day with a scoop of AG1. Plus, I love that it's less than $3 a day, so that makes it cheaper and easier than getting all the different supplements on its own. So to make your life easier and reclaim your health with just one scoop of a cup in water every day, you can make it easy and Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com minutes. Again, that's athleticgreens.com minutes to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this freeform episode of the Mindful in Minutes podcast. And today we will be exploring distractions and how to deal with them when you're meditating. So I don't think there's any like new announcements or anything like that other than this isn't a new announcement, but I appreciate you. Just a general, <laughs> just a general announcement. I appreciate you. If you're new here, welcome. If you've been with me for a while, welcome back. And just know that I am so grateful that you let me be a part of your meditation journey. And if you are new here, just a reminder that you could be getting all of these episodes ad-free and intro-free, as well as a bonus episode every month and special early invites to yoga for you retreats and events by joining the subscriber feed. It's $5 a month. All of that money goes right back into the show for the upkeep and helping to just maintain what is going on here help keep the lights on in my little recording closet etc etc so i'll put the link in the show notes if that's something that you're interested in otherwise i don't want to get too far off track get it because we're talking about distractions (laughs) it's a bad joke um and yeah let's just dive right in let's talk about distractions this is something that i get asked about all the time it's probably one of the most common questions that I get. And it's also one of the most common reasons that people tell me they can't meditate. So they say, oh, I could never meditate. I'm so ADD, which I do a little bit later have an episode planned on meditation and ADHD and my personal experience having both ADHD and dyslexia and being a meditation teacher and practitioner. So that's coming a little bit 
later in this spring. But I hear people talk about how, you know, they get so easily distracted, they could never meditate. And I know I've said this before on the podcast, but my response is always, oh, if you're too distracted to meditate, your mind is too busy. That's like saying, I'm too dirty to take a shower. Like, how are you going to remedy that situation? And so this is something that I really dive into deeply in the meditation accelerator. But I want to do an overview here because if you're listening to this podcast or maybe you're just listening to this episode and you have a meditation practice separate from me and Mindful Minutes, which is wonderful, you may be struggling with distractions. Chances are you are struggling with distractions. I still struggle with distractions. It's just a part of the meditation process. And distractions can come in so many different forms. It could be thoughts, it could be itches, worries, external sounds, the urge to move. The For me, a lot of times it's trying to write like my to-do list. I find that I'm always thinking of what's coming up next. So every time I try to meditate, and this is always a good, we'll talk about this, what you get distracted with is really great insight into what's happening beneath the surface and just what's happening within and what's taking up a lot of uh, mental bandwidth. But for me, I'm always thinking about like, what's next? Like, okay, I'm going to meditate and do my 10 minutes, then I have to hop on, you know, this call, or then I need to do that. Or tonight I have this thing going on, or, oh, I need to make sure I pick this up at the store. And it's like, I'm always just thinking and moving into the future, which is really important information for me to have, because it tells me a lot about just what's happening within. So distractions can come in so many different forms. It's not just like your mind thinking about something different or what you're going to do later. It can be so many different things. It's anything that pulls you away from your point of concentration. So that's what we'll be diving into today. And the first thing that I want to do is I want to make an important just distinction. And that is distractions are an important part of the meditation process. If you aren't distracted, then there is no point of meditation. You need the distractions. You need those distractions to strengthen your mind and build your ability to focus and concentrate. And if you already had the power to just focus on one thing nonstop, just indefinitely, there would be no point of meditation. There'd be no need to meditate because remember, meditation in and of itself is just single pointed concentration. And if you already can take your brain, which is usually like a light bulb, and turn it into a laser pointer, focusing it on one thing already, there's no point in meditating. You don't need to be doing that mental strength building that you get through the practice of meditation if you can already do it. So I want you to right here and right now, just change the way that you think about distractions. So instead of thinking them as irritating or frustrating or a sign that you are not good at meditation, that your meditation is, quote, bad, right? I want you to just wipe that all away and change the way you think about distractions as a useful and important part of the meditation practice. And if there's one thing that you take away from this entire episode, let it be that that distractions are important. We welcome the distractions because every time you get distracted, it's a chance to go back to your point of concentration and build up that focus, concentration, and mental strength. It also, like I said, can give you wonderful insight into what's happening beneath the surface within you. What is distracting us tells us a 
lot about what's happening. So even if that's the only thing you take from this episode, please let it be that. We like distractions. We welcome distractions. They are important. They are healthy and they are very beneficial and wonderful. So just take that and file that one away. I also want to reiterate here that we want to avoid labeling things in our meditation as good or bad. So we're often taught that distractions are, quote, bad. And the reason that we don't want to label things as good or bad is we're really trying to not allow ourselves to be so attached to the outcome of meditation, to our own want to compare or assess if we're doing good or bad, right? We just want to let our meditation practice be what it is and not let it be good or bad. Maybe at times you feel like you go deeper faster, which is lovely. Maybe sometimes you feel like it's hard to keep your concentration even for 10 seconds at a time, but that's kind of equally as important. So again, shifting our mindset, try not to label our practices as good or bad and saying that distractions are quote bad. Just let them be a part of the experience. Your mind is very much like a stubborn toddler. It does not want to be controlled or told what to do. I have never, I've always described the mind as a toddler and I never could really fully appreciate what that meant until I was in the thick of toddlerhood with Porkchop because let me tell you that man, he just is like the toddler of all toddlers right now and it is a wonderful, funny, frustrating, exhausting, and all the things in between. But I am only doubling down on this idea that your mind is like a toddler and it does not want to be controlled. It does not want to be told what to do. And when you meditate and your mind tries to pull you in all these different directions, say, hey, look at this. Hey, think about this. Hey, what about that over there? Oh, what about that sound you heard? What about this itch? And that's your mind trying to get the control back because it doesn't really want to be controlled. It doesn't want to be trained and strengthened and, you know, focus on this one thing. And just like a toddler, when your toddler or your mind is being defiant or is trying to, you know, not be controlled or is throwing a temper tantrum, you're not just going to then meet your toddler or your mind with that same level of intensity and start like yelling and crying and screaming back or, you know, falling on the ground. That's like Pork Chop's thing right now is he gets frustrated and then he kind of like sits down or like lays down on the floor, right? You're not going to meet that toddler or those distractions with the same level of intensity. We all know that if you have a yelling, screaming, crying kid, like you just yelling, screaming, and crying back is not going to make things any better. We want to take a softer approach. We want to either try to gently guide the child back. We want to have some love for them, maybe offer them a hug, maybe just talk it out and say, oh, I know this is really frustrating, isn't it? And we want to try to apply that same level of softness and compassion and love that we would to that angry toddler to our mind, right? When you have a toddler and they trip and you're just like, oh, oopsies, we tripped. You know, it's okay. You can get back up. We're going to do that same thing with our mind. Like, oh, oopsies, I got distracted. I started, you know, writing my to-do list again. And then just gently bringing yourself back 
right? Instead of trying to yell or scold or make yourself feel bad for getting distracted. Just be patient, wait it out. You're just going to gently guide your mind back when you get distracted and your mind will protest at times. And it's also, you have to practice, right? That's why we call it a meditation practice and not a meditation perfect. There is no one thing where, or at any point where you've, you know, beaten meditation, you've gone to like the ultimate level. We're always practicing not only when we sit down and we do our practice, but we're also practicing different things on our mat. And this is, you know, probably its own episode to explore later. But meditation gives us the space to practice things that are hard, like focus or acceptance or unconditional self-love or forgiveness. We practice these things in our meditation. So then when we take them and we're not practicing, we're implementing them into everyday life, it becomes a lot easier because we've already put in all of this practice in our meditation. But again, well, maybe we'll save that for a later episode, really talking about what you can practice. Um, yeah, but we're going to I'm going to try my best not to get distracted when I'm talking about distractions. So you want to be kind to your mind when you get distracted, shifting the mindset that, you know what, we welcome distractions. It's a part of the process. It's a part of the learning and strengthening and growing, and we embrace that. Now think of distractions like a snow globe or a leaf that is falling off of a tree into a river and floating down the stream. Again, it's a part of the experience. So someone makes a noise outside, sure, no problem. Just let it go in one ear and out the other. And if you think about how many times during the day we hear sounds all around us, but we don't register them, it's only when they intrude like our most important like meditation time, right, that we get frustrated or mad or irritated. And I want to make a distinction here that this could be another mindset mindset shift, right? That's the ego saying, oh, wait a minute, leaf blower or loud car or neighbor upstairs. How dare you live your life and be busy and making noises while I'm trying to practice my meditation? The world itself is loud. It's loud. It's busy. And there's a lot going on. And instead of getting frustrated or letting our ego get in the way of saying, hey, wait a minute, like, why are you getting in the way of my practice? We are trying to find that stillness and become the eye of the storm amidst the noise and activity and sometimes chaos of the world. That is our objective, not to make everyone else and everything around us fit our meditation practice. We use our meditation practice to fit and find stillness within the world that is still turning and spinning around us. So another little mindset shift when it comes to distractions. I personally, I still sometimes get frustrated with distractions, but I'm also very grateful for them because I know that they are making me stronger. Distractions are like when you go and you work out, they're the weights or the resistance bands that are actually going to make your body stronger and change your muscle mass. The distractions and every time you get distracted and come back, get distracted and come back, that is like lifting weights or using resistance bands or resistance training for your mind. So it's not always going to be pleasant, but it is important and we welcome it. 
And I want to remind you that you can't stop your mind from thinking, just like you can't stop your heart from beating or your hair from growing. It's going to happen. And when you think about the fact that your mind is always thinking that meditation isn't like a light bulb or sorry, a light switch where you just turn the light off, you're always going to be thinking. So our objective is just trying to focus those thoughts and that mental power and one thing. And our goal with distractions isn't to never be distracted ever again or to never have a meditation practice or sorry, to have a meditation practice where you're never distracted. But over time, we're trying to strengthen our ability to release our distractions and return and then begin lengthening the time between those intruding thoughts. So maybe instead of having one every two seconds, which is a very common rate in which if you're first starting, you'll get distracted every two seconds. Then maybe over time you start having a distraction or intrusive thought once every five seconds. Then maybe it's once every 10 seconds and maybe you're really going wild and it's once every like 15 seconds. We're just trying to lengthen the time in between the distractions instead of putting this pressure on ourselves to never get distracted because that's not only an unrealistic expectation, but we also want distractions at times because it gives us the ability to come back. So remember, we're just trying to lengthen the time that in between where we are getting distracted. Now, distractions can also increase self-awareness. So instead of trying to fight the distraction or get down on yourself when your mind wanders, try to be inquisitive and lighthearted. Just be like, oh, oops, I'm distracted. Uh, I'm going to bring myself back now. Or, hmm, that's really interesting. I really you know, need to scratch my nose a lot today. Or, wow, I'm really getting annoyed at my neighbor upstairs vacuuming and they have no idea. That's so silly. They don't know that I'm meditating right now. Or if you're me, it's usually, wow, I'm really thinking about what's coming up later today and struggling to be in the present moment. Maybe I need to look at how much is on my plate and see why it doesn't quite feel manageable or why do I feel like I constantly have to be jumping forward in my life to keep everything you know, managed. Distractions can really increase your ability to be self-aware and to figure out what is happening within yourself. So remember, distractions are important. We welcome them. We like them. We're not trying to get rid of them. We're just trying to lengthen our time in between our distractions. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. When it comes to therapy, finding a great match with your therapist is essential, and BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And if it isn't the right match at first, that's okay. They make it super easy and free to change therapists if needed. You can just log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist, and you'll get a timely and thoughtful response from them. So if you want to be matched with a therapist today and take care of your mental health, visit betterhelp.com minutes. And a special offer for Mindful Minutes listeners, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash minutes to save today. And now on with the episode. Okay, so now that I have hopefully 
encouraged you to shift your perspective around distractions, I want to talk about some of the most common techniques and some of my favorite techniques that you can utilize when you do get distracted because you will get distracted when you're meditating. And I want to explore what do you do when that happens because it will. So the first one, you've heard me talk about this before. It's the three R's. It is a simplified version of the six R's, which comes from TWIM. And it is just simple three R's, recognize, release, return. So every time you get distracted, just recognize that you're distracted, release that distraction. So just, oh, oopsies, I'm distracted again. Just, you know, let it go and then return to your point of concentration. You may have to do this a hundred times in your 10 minute meditation and that's okay. We're getting stronger. Those distractions are the weights and the resistance we need to build strength and resilience in our mind. So three R's, recognize, release, return, recognize you've been, you've wandered off, release it and return to your point of concentration. Another common technique is called noting, like you're making a note of something. And this is where you just make note. This is used a lot like in present moment meditation or like Zen meditation, where you just make note of something. So if you feel an itch, you might in your mind just say, I feel an itch and then return. You hear a car outside, you might just say, I hear a car. Or sometimes they'll even simplify it and say like itch and then return to meditation. Car. And then you return to your meditation, right? You might say, I'm thinking about bananas and then return to your meditation. You might think about, I'm wondering how many minutes it's been, and then return to your meditation. When you use noting as a technique in your distractions, you're basically just making note of the thoughts that are popping up within you. So just itch, bananas, car outside, tired, to-do list. And you're just making note. This is sometimes called labeling as well where you're just like naming and labeling. Usually noting is maybe a little bit, you're just saying, oh, I'm thinking about, or I hear a car outside, return to meditation. I need to buy bananas today, return to meditation. Where labeling is more like where it's like sound, bananas, itch. They're similar. So you can use noting or labeling as just exactly what I'm describing. When you get distracted, just note it or label what that distraction is. And then come back to the meditation. The trick here is to not just dive deep into what you're being distracted by, right? So if you're thinking about your need to write your grocery list, you're like, oh, shoot, I forgot to put almond milk on my grocery list, right? You're not going to you're gonna do your best to not then all of a sudden start sliding down that almond milk slippery slope. It's just, oh, I need to, you know remember to do this, which leads me to another one of my favorite techniques, which is keeping a notebook nearby because sometimes we will have something pop up. Maybe it's an idea. Maybe it's something that you're like, oh shoot, I can't forget to do this. And then you'll spend your whole meditation being like, okay, I can't forget this thing. I can't forget this thing. Keep a notebook or a piece of paper by you if that happens to you a lot, because if that happens, just pause, hit the pause button on your meditation write it down, whatever that thing is that you don't want to forget. So it's there. You won't forget it and then release it and return. This is something that one of my teachers taught me to do. I was like, but I feel like I'm getting when I'm meditating, like these great ideas. And they're like, just keep a notebook nearby. And if you feel like you've, you know, have an idea that you want to explore later, just write it down, 
return to your meditation and then you can return to that idea after the fact. I found this to be very, very helpful. And it's almost like you're you're giving yourself to uh, permission to let inspiration hit and then you can just save it there and return to it later when you can do something about it. It also can be interesting if you start keeping these in the same place, almost like a meditation thought journal, and you can, you know, look back at some of the ideas that you've had during meditation if that's something that you like to do. So another common technique, this is one that when I taught um, the meditation accelerators this, I know quite a few of them enjoyed it, and it's called inhale, exhale, return. And this is a technique that I use sometimes when you're getting distracted and you find that your breath is a really powerful tool. So basically, you take an inhale and you think inhale, and then you take an exhale, you think exhale, and then you return to your point of concentration. So you just take a breath in, think inhale, exhale, think exhale, and then return, right? So you're just kind of almost using the breath as a way to wipe the slate clean. So it's like, oh, I realized I got distracted. And you just think, inhale, breathe in, exhale, breathe out, and then back to your point of meditation. You're just using that one inhale, exhale cycle to just wipe the slate clean. So you can do that as well. And I think those are most of my favorite techniques for dealing with distractions when you're meditating. You can play around with this and decide what really works for you. Maybe you use imagery where you do see the distractions like floating in one ear out the other. Or you see them as leaves falling off a tree into a river and like just moving with the current past you. You can use visualization if you'd like. You can use the three R's or noting or labeling or inhale, exhale, return. Or you can write them down if you prefer. Or you can just try to be kind and inquisitive and curious play around with what works best for you and maybe something different will work on different days. But I have found these techniques to be very simple and powerful techniques to use when you get distracted during your meditation practice, which again will happen. And we're just working on extending the time in between the distractions instead of just getting rid of the distractions altogether. And always send yourself, your mind, and your distractions love. Don't beat yourself up or try to force yourself to like try harder or think harder or get less distracted. You just want to be almost like an ocean. So when you're meditating, your mind is the sand and the waves are the distractions. And at times they're just going to dance up and down the sand. There's no need to control it. Just let it, you know, wash in and wash out just like the ocean. And give yourself permission to follow something deeper later. So this is that inquisitive piece. So if you have something on your mind constantly, maybe it's a really big worry. Maybe you, you know, really don't want to forget something or you just find like with me, you know, I find that I'm always kind of planning ahead, thinking of the future, thinking of the future. And that's something for me personally to explore a little bit deeper, not necessarily during my meditation, but on my own time where I can be like, wow, what? What is it about slowing down that then makes me instantly go into this like planning mode or thinking ahead mode? And that's something I can kind of unpack a little bit deeper on my own time later if I'm just having like some quiet contemplation. Sometimes I find it's useful to like unpack these things if I'm just like driving. You know how sometimes when you're driving and or maybe I'm the only one. I don't know. I don't think I am because sometimes 
I'll just have an idea and I'm like, oh, I was thinking about this while I was driving and and I tell a friend and they're like, oh, my best idea is in the car. But anyways, sometimes when I'm driving, you know, I'll think about these things or these things that come up in meditation that I want to explore later. Um, I'll do that, you know, maybe if I'm doing like some everyday tasks and I feel called to do that. But you can dive a little bit deeper if something's constantly coming up for you. There's probably, you know, it's worth looking into that. And also, if you're really struggling with distractions, do your best to set yourself up for success. So if you find you're often getting distracted because you're cold, right, get a blanket or put on an extra layer. If your cat is always making noise, you can shut the door. If you're always falling asleep, maybe try not to meditate in bed. If your phone is buzzing, leave it in the other room. If you're worried you'll meditate too long, set an alarm. If you know that your neighbor loves to vacuum at 9 a.m. on Sundays, maybe you you know, do your best to meditate before or after that if that's always distracting you. There will be plenty to distract yourself with and to be distracted by during meditation. So just eliminate the easy ones first and, you know, then you can, if you want to start challenging yourself, you could try meditating in places or in ways where you may be more easily distracted. That's almost like adding a little more weight or a little more resistance when you're training your mind like this. But if you're first starting out and distractions are you know, really tricky right now, try your best to set yourself up for success when you can so that you aren't just flooded with all of these things that can distract you. So I hope that this helps you deal with distractions and maybe think about them a little bit differently and really setting yourself up for what feels like a good, uh, productive meditation practice. But just remember, embrace those distractions with open arms, welcome them to the party, let them be a part of the experience as they are the weight and the resistance we need to build our strength and to get some of those wonderful physical and neurological benefits that come with meditation. So those are just my thoughts and reflections on distractions. I hope that you found this useful. And I also hope that wherever you are, that you are having just a wonderful, beautiful day. And I am wishing you well. Thank you so much for listening and have an awesome day.